0: We acknowledge and pay our respects to the Boon Wurrung and Woi Wurrung, Wurundjeri peoples of the Kuli Nation people, the traditional custodians of the land on which we are virtually gathered today. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders here today. Welcome to Talent Punk. We're a delightful combination of fascinating guests from all over the world. Adventures, emotion, sublime turns and moves. We at Talent Punk stand in solidarity with those who reject racism and violence. We commit to fighting racism wherever we find it, including in ourselves so now please join your host ollie lambell
1: well hello yeah. Mathilde, van <laughs> Benoit everyone wherever you are bonjour good evening bienvenue oh. welcome to Talent Punk french touch 3. what's french touch a flagship for of french creation and creativity an attitude a movement a sound or styles as diverse as the dreamy 70s nostalgia of air, 80s parties at Le Palace, the jazzy shuffle of Saint-Germain, or the distorted DIY techno of Daft Punk. For me, it's an eclectic approach to bending, accepting rules and codes, à la fois moderne, retro, avant-gardiste, rebelle, Rock and roll, sexy, sophisticated, multidimensional. Uh, je ne sais quoi. Well, it's punk at heart. What is it for you? You'll hear and you'll see our guest today, tonight, Frenchies, of all the above, between, between sky and earth, sometimes more in the sky, sometimes more on earth, let us all be washed away by their tails. So Frenchy, so French touch. Mr. Benoit, bonjour. Bonjour. Good evening for us. How are you, my friend?
2: I'm good just woke up and had a coffee
1: <laughs> just woke up and had a coffee you're a bit frozen um that's probably why you need a little bit more uh, coffee hey <coughs> um before before anything else uh congratulations on your uh world champion title thank you <laughs> so uh speed lines like line can you uh did you want to tell us about that
2: well yeah sure uh, do you know what slackline is? First, I guess you do. Uh, for Please. our guests, slackline is the fact of walking on a piece of webbing between two points. Usually, you start between trees, and if you start to do high lines, then you do it between mountains. And once you master this yeah, discipline of just walking, you want to increase the, the challenge and try to find a new way of practicing. And for me, for example, it was Speedline, which consists of going just faster and faster all the time. And here it was basically a race of walking on a piece of having the fastest as possible against top athletes in the world. world.
1: And you were the fastest in the world. And you finished, that was this week, yeah?
2: Yeah, that was this weekend, last weekend in in Lax in Switzerland. Yep. And I was the fastest, well, I won the competition. I might have not been the fastest because there was one Brazilian guy who was really pushing the sport as well, but unfortunately he fell in semifinal and I didn't have a chance to compete against him.
1: That was was it Brady? Was it what's his name again? That
2: was uh, Vidal, Mateo Stoko Vidal. Oh, okay.
1: But that's cool. So congrats, we have a world champion people tonight. So that's that's <laughs> really amazing. That's that's great um we call you the fog rider or the rider of the fog um yeah. <laughs> just because of your name or is it
2: well yeah because my name benoit brum, brum means fog in french yeah. which is actually a made-up name it's not my real name but i kind of like this and it's a reference to a really old book i read when i was a teenager from pierre Botero. some oh. of some of those may know, but uh, I kind of like the idea of riding the fog. When you are on the slackline, there is fog all around. You don't see in front of you. You don't see behind. You just feel really in the middle of white silence, whatever. And uh, this is really cool.
1: I love what you said. Um, when I, I think I I read something about you when you say walking where the birds are flying. I think it's on your Insta title.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you spend
1: most of your time
2: there. Exactly, most of my free time is on slackline and highline, and yeah, usually people ask me why I'm so attracted with highline and why do I do this, and yeah, this is one of the perfect definitions because when you're on a highline, you look above you and you have birds flying, obviously, and then you also look under you and you also have birds flying and like basically you're in the middle of of the. Yeah, you're walking on a piece of webbing in the middle of nowhere and birds are flying all around you. And you almost have a feeling of flying and floating.
1: That's beautiful. We, um, Craig, when you're ready,
3: So complicated when you know time is flying Today is the day i be yours So come back and lay with me We are running, 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 running out of time We are running, 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 running out of Please don't ask me too much, don't map out of the world Cause now my freedom is bad, let me fly you to New York And don't you wanna be free, cause I'm pretty sure that's why you want it to be And today is the day, follow me, we'll make the Running, at out of time You hold on to something that isn't easy You want some more But you don't know how it feels You cry often Cause it isn't easy Everything you want
1: He's flying: Wow, we can't even see the line. This is so... yeah, this is so beautiful and inspiring. Okay.
3: With
2: Ivana's music as well with the song. <laughs> Man. This song some flying
4: Superman.
2: Were, were you singing at the same time? Like right now?
4: <laughs> well, no. But actually, this is the music I'm supposed to do after. So I was like,
1: <laughs> "She will, she will." Yeah, nice. I forgot to into um to kind of a, So you're you're from uh, you're from Strasbourg, originally, yeah. in France. And um, but you live in Grenoble now, is that
2: near the end? Yeah, right now I'm, I'm in Grenoble. Yeah. yeah, just arrived yesterday evening.
1: Yeah, 26 years old. My God, oh. 27 now.
2: T- turning old
1: <laughs> oh yeah you, when i spoke to you a happy birthday when was it it was last week
2: was it was it? Last, last month in june
1: oh last month in june we spoke a long time ago that's true yeah. um you say something around and i've heard I hear that a lot with extreme athletes, athletes, sorry, athletes, sorry, um, because for me you, you, you are an extreme athlete, <laughs> even if you don't believe you are an athlete, but uh, you can talk about that. Um, you, s- you told me around creating a path that is not
2: supposed to exist. What did you mean by that? Well, simple that, for example, the video clip that we saw here, it yeah. was the last project I did in my one hour away from my hometown, so very special project for me. I pulled this huge high line, it was 900 meter, so really close to my place, so to show my passion with my region, uh, so that my grandparents also could come see me, because I've been traveling all around the world, but as yes, I never really saw me in real, and here it was the occasion. And um, yeah, it was between a forest and a castle, mm-hmm. really beautiful place, and... If you wanted to go from the ankle point of the forest to the castle by foot, you'd probably spend the day going down and going up again. With this bridge, this little pass, it's like, yeah, 17 minutes for the fastest. Nice. And uh, there is some really special time where the light is going down and you're like facing the sun and It's like the sun is really lighting the path, and I call this the Golden Pass. And uh, it really is one simple, straight highway, and where everything is simple. You just have to walk straight, and... uh,
1: everything is simple you just have to walk. yeah
2: i mean when you're on the line it it really is simple like when you're outside you always have so much people talking to you like so much decision to make and like there's so many different paths and when you're on the line it's just you go straight and you walk and you don't have to think so much about everything so
1: tell me about that because you say you don't think so much about everything so what do you think before you're gonna cross that line before, and while you're on the line, you say you're not thinking. I mean, we are thinking all the time. So, but, but, so what state are you at that time?
2: Before, Often people say, yeah, you need a lot of concentration in order to walk this line. The thing is, when you actually go on the line, especially on a big line like this, it's really hard to maintain focus, really hard focus for such a long time. And yeah. Therefore, you need to be able to actually unfocus y- yourself, to deconcentrate, and just enter some of a flow state, where you just let your body enter in a automatical mode, autopilot, and you're just ready to come again on, on the focus if needed if there is any mm. uh, difficulty.
1: Is that a meditate meditative sp- uh, state you are in?
2: Sort of, yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, I tried meditating and i kind of hated it like people (laughs) were saying like yeah you should like focus on your breath not let any thought enter and stuff and every time you i I mean it's hard but when for me like when you i'm on slackline it's sort i will yeah remember all the stuff they were talking about like yeah, it's a bit like how i feel when i'm on a slackline and for me this is my sort of meditation Mm -hmm. can be
1: how much you're in connection with your whole, with your whole body and mind at that time? Is there, if there, kind of a, a symbiosis between the line, your body, your mind? What's, can you describe that?
2: Yeah, when I'm on the line, I really have to. It's not really a strong sport where I'm. I need a lot of strength, no cardio. Yeah. But I need to be aware of my whole body, my whole body position at every moment and to have like a core strength always available to make slight movement just to refocus rebalance all the time yeah and uh yeah i feel it from the point of the two I'm putting my feet sliding my feet on the line to the end of the, the, the hand like my spine which have to be aligned my hips which are actually keeping the balance and I try to focus on all these different body parts at the same time, and yeah, it is a really good stage where you are aware of your whole body.
1: How did you how did you get into slacklining and highlining?
2: Um, I, start? what, what, what I, I started. I started. Yeah. I was doing climbing gym, like cl- I was climbing in high school. Yeah, like between and. Um, one day, the teacher just put a small slackline on the ground, like 15 meters. Yeah. And I saw that and was like throwing the shoes away. I was like, okay, today no climbing. I would just do this. And uh, it was really fun. And I did this for one or two years. And then I wanted to, I don't know, develop the skills and go for big, like because I have seen some people in park with huge slackline, like 100 meters long. And was like, wow, This is crazy. That's what I want to try. Yeah. And I eventually broke my foot in climbing. It took oh, yeah, me and you one say year.
1: From, from a short foot? Yeah, it wasn't high, so which is a difference.
2: Yeah, at the beginning it was just like fifteen meters long and like uh, thirty centimeter high, and really like small beginner line. And then I broke my foot in in climbing, yeah. and it eventually took me like one year to recover to surgery. I had like yeah, couldn't walk for one year. I was in a wheelchair and like with sticks. Kind of hard experience. Yeah. And then I wanted to go back to slackline, and I was like, the problem with slackline on the ground, that every time you want to go longer, you need to put it higher at the inco, because yeah. that's you will touch the ground in the middle. And for me, it definitely, above 20 meters long, you would be one meter or more high at the beginning, and I definitely didn't want to fall again on my foot. And I saw slacklining in some outdoor movie, and I was like, oh, this is crazy, this is what I want to do, because... I can increase the length yeah, and make sure I don't hit the ground anymore. Because if I fell, I fell into nothing, I'm attached, and I don't have any shock or contact point. And therefore, I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. And I just started to find friends around and piss them off until they will let me in with them. And uh, then yeah, my first high line, it was 30 meter long, and I could barely walk 20 meters on the ground. And I was like, yeah, I just want to go for longer and higher. and uh, well, on my first highline, I couldn't manage. I managed to make one step, I think, maybe, and uh, just stand up and fell, stand up and fell. But once I was high, I was totally hooked, and I knew like this was my thing. I wanted to go, just go again.
1: <laughs> so the first, the first time you do it, what's what's the fear? Is it the fear of of the empty space? Is just that, um, or what's what's yeah, what's happening in your head the first time you do it?
2: So the really first time you do high line, you sit on the line, you look down there and like, holy shit, what am I, what am I doing here? It's like really there's like this huge gap down there and you're like, what this, this definitely doesn't feel like on the ground, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and you know you attach, you've been processing this for a long time ago, you know you're safe, but <clears throat> still it's like, yeah, fear just come back. Like uh, you're not supposed to be here. Your brain, your world condition as a human tell you like, no, you're supposed to be a biped walking on the ground. And uh, and then you just are like, okay, let's just, let's just try. And I stood up and I fell. And I think the first time I fell, I thought I was dying. Like I just accepted the fact that I was dying and it was over. <laughs> like you just turn around, your head go first. Like the wall, wall is turning around and you, you feel the, the, the void just... Coming through your guts, and uh, I, I screamed. I think the whole ballet heard me. And then I was uh, like hanging under my line, hanging in my leash, and I was like looking over there, like hey, okay, hold it, like so to, it.
1: Uh, so now I have to
2: go back on let's it. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> let's do
1: it again. Yeah. Um. I know you've you've just done the transition, but how do you leave from this passion? Because you you had a job, and you quit. Could- yeah. When we talk, and you say, well, I quit my job, I told them... Well,
2: yourself. when we talked, I still had the job, I was on, on the process oh. of uh, quitting. Okay. Uh, so you and I, quit? I, Actually, we talked during the weekend of the Friday, and I, and I went on the Monday again, and I told them that I was quitting, and <laughs> two days later, I was free.
3: <laughs> and they <laughs> um,
2: said, no, 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 we want to It's kind of hard, because... Yeah, yeah, they wanted to keep me, because right now, there was like, apparently a big problem with hiring people everywhere, mm. and... Um, so but uh, yeah, I told them that... Are they supporting you in your... I had more opportunities in Slackline that would be probably harder to find.
1: Yeah. I think you're breaking up a bit. They, or? Your connection is a bit... Sorry? That's okay. So, yeah, the question was, how do you leave from this fashion?
2: Um, For the moment, I'm organizing projects. For example, the video clip we shot before was like on a 900 meter line in Naza. So I went to the town and showed them the project. I told them, like, yeah, look at this amazing thing we could do in your town. It would be great publicity, great event for your town. And they were like sure okay we we you know what do we need and uh, explained that we will need some money in order to buy some gear to pay for the athlete to pay for the food and everything so i kind of managed to get a budget also find some other company which are willing to participate and pay and uh, for me this is like the perfect dream job because making big project having money for the athlete and everything and also i kept a safety margin for the project and if this margin was not used i will keep it for me as a salary That's so this is for example one way of earning money yeah and the other way would be to go through sponsoring for example yeah uh, that would be one thing uh brand that are willing to sponsor you like the most usual people would say yeah it's red bull or adidas or stuff like that and the other thing i want to develop is show performance i like to create some small show or or small performance that i could sell for some private people that want to have this for even weddings stuff like that or like a city that want to have a nice evening or like for christmas stuff i could put some costume on and so on and uh, the last thing i want to develop is courses initiation and team building like i think slackline could be a really great way of connecting people and because of this risk management this if you investing, it could be a nice new experience for for enterprise and company, and also that's where money lies, and they have a lot of money, and they're willing maybe to pay for this sort of activity.
1: Nice. Who's your inspiration?
2: Mm, Tancrede Quixote. Yeah. Don was uh, one of the first French highliner. Of the. It was part of the group group flying Frenchy.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, He unfortunately died uh, during a show of Hot Air Balloon. It was unrelated to Slackline, but uh, I think when he died, I I realized that I had a hero one day. Like, yeah, I was really sad to hear. I never met him in in real life, but when I heard the news, I was really, like, really depressed. And he was a big inspiration. You could go watch his movie uh, from The Flying Frenchie. Yeah. A bunch of crazy stuff, throwing themselves off the cliff, putting Highland in Norway, like really crazy.
1: Hey, um, we've, got a, we've got a message for you, uh, Craig, when you're, uh, when you're ready.
2: Hey, Benoît, c'est Pablo. J'espère que ça va, mec, and uh, that you'll traverse des lignes very, very longs bientôt. I'm so glad you're here, I'm so glad you're here, and I'm so glad you're there you are that's Pablo <laughs> that's Pablo Pablo is a really good highliner uh, he he's crushing he's he's just young and bold and does everything without really asking himself about uh, why should I not do it and um, He's no, like, uh, he shifted, he, he breaks many world records on Slackline. You know, he shifted his more like bass jump a lot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's a really good friend and also a nice inspiration, I would say. Nice. And he's sort of a rival as well. Uh, we went together in a competition of Speedline in China. Yeah. And uh, I won. <laughs> <laughs> it was like... <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but he's a nice friend. So I thought it'd
1: be a, a nice, um, a nice touch. Hey, um, what is French touch for you?
2: What is French touch for me? I don't know. I'm French. You're supposed to be the one that uh, I... I guess it's... That's a hard question. What is French touch? That's okay. I guess I never really consider myself much as... Especially like French, I didn't consider this as to be quality. I mean, I'm born French, so it's not like this is value added for me. Yeah. But I guess we have this way of uh, nonchalance and like we don't really care. we like, there's a bit of, uh, I don't know, attitude, the bit. Yeah, the Frenchies, they don't really care. They just do the stuff and uh, it's, yeah. In Highline, I would say the Frenchies are. Available. We have a big community in Slackline, so yeah. we really push the spot forward and try to open new spots. And we are really also welcoming, I would say. Like we have a lot of guests from all over Europe and the world coming to France for, for highlighting and we are really happy to share this spot with them nice. all the time. Nice. Also.
1: Thank you. Thank, thanks so much for sharing. You're staying with us? Because we, on are going to listen
3: I'm
2: going to stay for the yeah. music for sure.
4: <laughs> I was just thinking how hot it is in this room because it's <laughs> summer over here, and my fingers are like sweaty already.
1: <laughs> so, where are yeah. you? Do you want to? Do you want to sing something for us or?
4: Yes. Oh. I mean, I'm um, in mean, tour actually. I'm um, where my parents live. I just went back because Paris is a bit too much sometimes, so I just got back (laughs) for like two days. So this song is called Time, it's the one that you just listened to before, but
3: live. I've been looking for you, time away from me I've been feeling things that you never felt for me Don't try to make things so complicated when you know time is flying Merci. Merci.
1: Avec les oiseaux dans le...
3: Mais
4: c'est qui? C'est chez qui les oiseaux là?
2: I don't know. Okay. Someone might be at my place. Wow. <laughs> Is it, oh,
4: yours? it was beautiful.
2: Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful.
4: Singing. That was perfect. <laughs> Thank the you. Still very old school though, like the cause. <laughs> The strings are like the it's a guitar from my parents' house where I've learned to play guitar and it's just very old. So I'm, I was trying just before you we were talking together to just tune it, tune it every time. It's just
1: exciting. <laughs> <like,
2: laughs> it was, oh, it it's sounded good. nice.
1: Um, charming style. So now we um, are going to speak to Mathilde. Bonjour Mathilde. Bonsoir. Bonjour. Hello. How are you?
0: I'm good, thank you.
1: You're good. So where are so you?
0: Really hot. I'm I'm in a little village close to Montpellier, Saint yep. le Desert.
2: Yeah. Oh uh, really nice place.
0: Yes, it's beautiful. It's really hot. <laughs>
2: You're on the holiday?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean it's my last days of holidays and uh, yeah.
1: Perfect with us. Yes. And by the way, congratulations again. Um you know you you know what I mean. Um <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mathilde, tell us a bit about you. Um, tell us your story. You started dancing. You're a dancer, an artist. You started dancing at 12. Uh, you were at the Ballet Junior de Genève. Can you just tell us the, the moment that were the most important for you in, um, when you grew as a, as a dancer?
0: Well, I yes, I I started quite young um learning how to dance. Um even though I was doing it at home <laughs> with my parents and siblings but um so yes I went to Geneva and I think that was the point where I said okay this is uh, what I really want to do because I, I studied ballet, a like classical dance, uh, contemporary, a uh, bit of modern jazz and different styles but when I arrived in Geneva um yeah it was it was more contemporary more uh, working with actual um, choreographers um, and yeah it was a it opened my my world and and it showed me what what i could do with that
1: why geneva and well is it is it a special place geneva for 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 yeah
0: like the, the ballet junior it's like a a little company for young dancers uh, from 18 and 24 i would say something like that yeah. and you have the like the chance to work with choreographers that are working now like the the big names of now so as a young dancer it's it's very valuable and, um, and important also because when then you apply for jobs, you need those names on your CV and you need, you need that experience. Mm. And so, yeah, and Geneva, it's a beautiful place as well. Um, and yeah, it's also the first time I was working with other dancers from other parts of the world, mm. not only French People, so that's <laughs> why. Also, um, yeah, it really opened my mind. Nice. After after Geneva, I went to Portugal.
1: Portugal, yeah.
0: Um, then the States, then Canada, and then I went back to um, Switzerland in Lucerne. And yeah, that's a bit my my traveling
1: around. So over the years, um, and I think. Um, s- movement is quite important for you and you, you've got a way to express your movement and the floor and your contacts with floor Craig, when you're ready
3: I've always tried to give you space I've always tried to have some faith Did you mama knock you with a necklace? Need, the need to face. I'll be back. I'll
1: be Tell back. us about wow. movements. Yes, yeah.
0: um, I think <laughs> for me, I started moving because I was a very timid uh, child so for me moving was a way to express myself and to let go all that energy that i had Uh i started with music but somehow movement was easier it was more natural and um yeah the floor for me is a very comforting place. When when I see Benoit I, I, I'm I amazed but it's a bit the opposite what he does yeah. and I start sweating <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it's beautiful and and yeah I'm very admirative of what he does but yeah the floor it's uh, yeah it's very comforting very um, comfortable and um, I also enter like a bit this state of um meditation or like I, I don't think about anything i just move on the floor and and then things happen it's it's uh, i don't plan to to move like that or when i research movement it's it's not that i plan to to achieve that movement it's just i i just let myself go on the floor
1: and you starting um you started doing um so you were telling me around you weren't on social media and you were starting to do this little clip as um as a a a teaching program for for your students during covid is that and you were you you were posting little clips
0: yeah, because I was uh, I was in Canada at the time of the pandemic, and I was freelancing, and I was also teaching in this wonderful uh, dance school, um, Arts Umbrella in Vancouver, and they asked me to keep my classes on and to do it online. So that was also a big challenge, mm. and like. I was searching a way to keep my students uh, interested and and yeah keep dancing even though we were really close in in our homes. But so I, I every week I will do a movement, post it on my uh, Instagram, and I will ask them to do it as well. Mm-hmm. So. They were always on Instagram. I could see my student on Instagram, so I said, okay, so if if you don't show up at the online class, at least you can do that little challenge and and do something with that movement. So it started like that and and other people started to get interest but these little movements I was posting and and I just kept going.
1: And you got eighty four thousand followers on Instagram today. <laughs> yes. That's amazing
0: by doing rolls and slides (laughs) on
1: the floor yes you say i want to use movement as a social connector what do you mean by that
0: yeah like um again like movement and dance in general you don't need to like everyone speaks the same language yeah like there is no way people cannot understand each other even though you come from different places in the world so that's I think very powerful um, then of course with all the program I created after I, I realized how much I can connect people together and how much I can uh, learn from different people so yeah I, for me movement is a really strong tool to connect with people to create arts and to meet people that without movement I will never meet in my life so nice
1: yeah well we've got someone that think that that you're very inspiring uh craig when you're ready
0: oh hello everyone oliver and mathilda first of all i want to tell you how much i love your dance approach your creativity and your way of creation and my question will be about this i'd love to ask you uh, what is your main inspiration um, when you create your movements because every movement uh, has a name very creative and sometimes super funny and different forms different way of movement so what is your inspiration
1: this is uh, Irina Bashuk um, from Ukraine we um, we send uh, all our love um, yeah, to Irina
0: yeah so what is your
1: inspiration and yes you've got some i need to i need to find my phone because lately you've got some funny names you've got some funny <laughs> things so tell yeah. me yes
0: first of all irina i i really admire her as well she does a uh, angle dance yeah and she's she's amazing um what inspires me so it's really different things it's sometimes it's just i lay down on the floor and i try to free my mind a bit like benoit was saying you know i I try not to have any thoughts coming and i move um and then if i feel i did something new or something felt great in my body i try to redo it and find like a structure to it yeah and sometimes it's uh um i don't know I see a bird uh, chasing uh libellule and uh, it makes, it, it does a click in me, or an object, or um, most, mostly I would say it's uh, nature, and um, sometimes it's also a project, because I always try to, of course, like have a name of my, for my movement, and associate that movement to a project that is meaningful for me, um, something about climate change, nature, human rights. It's like anything that I believe in, and sometimes the movement comes from that project. So, yeah, I try to find something about that,
1: searching. The, the French case was was really um, pretty good.
0: The French, case.
1: <laughs> yes. The late. French
0: case, I, I, exactly <laughs> the your were
1: Let's remind right everyone to go into your Insta Insta account. But yeah so anyway yeah uh, a uh, french kiss french touch so that's appropriate
0: <laughs> yeah but it's it's kind of like a game for me you know I, I don't i i try to if i don't have fun doing it i i don't do it it's really it's really a little game and yeah, yeah sometimes i find many movements sometimes nothing and it's okay mm. tomorrow will be better nice yeah
1: can you talk to us about the, the We program?
0: Yes, so I, I created the We program. We for us, Nu. And uh, I, during the pandemic, I arrived in Lucerne, and um, I had so much time that I felt guilty not to do anything with it,
3: mm.
0: and. People were asking me to teach online, to give a class online during the pandemic and I was a bit scared, I will say, to to do it, to be in front of hundreds of people I don't know and, and share my work this way. And at some point in November it was my birthday and I said, Okay, I'm gonna do one class and I will donate the money to to an art organization Mm. and in switzerland i could not find an organization that i i was happy with i really wanted to know where this money is going to go and for what so i decided to to give it myself to someone and that's how the we program started so basically every two months I do an online class and it's only four euros for one hour and 30 uh, minutes of class anyone from everywhere in the world can join nice. and um, after with that money I do an open call where people can apply with a project so it's it's not only dance it can be circus yoga martial arts like movement and um, then with. Highlining, exactly. Um Then it's very simple. The process it's like describe your project. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the impact uh, of of this project on you or on your community? Uh, the budget, like for what do you need that that money? And then with five people from the movement community, so dancer, directors, circus artists, like many people um we select one person to receive the money i made during the class and um and yeah to to realize that project so it's it's like a a circle i try to to create a community that help each other i was also freelancing so i know how hard it is to Mm. to create arts when you're freelancing and how hard it is also to write grants and and all of that so I wanted to create something that is more accessible, also for younger artists, and um, yeah. So that's that's a way program.
1: Nice. To quote you, you say we are all essential movers. Do you remember saying that?
0: Essential movers.
1: I strongly believe in the idea that we can all support each other and grow together. We are. Essential movers
0: yes, exactly like like with this example of the we program, every single person counts. you know like it's for euros, maybe for someone it's very little, maybe for someone else it's a lot, but everyone together it's it's a lot and for me yes everyone is is essential to to that project and to art in general um like with very little we can achieve a lot like since i started the we program it's not even 2 years and i awarded already 11 grants um from people from yeah, everywhere in the world I met many people I connected many people um, yeah it's uh, it's a really strong tool and everyone is part of it it's not just me I, I just use my Instagram popularity I will say to start it but I'm not the the main character in it like everyone is part of it
1: nice we've put the link on in the chat so if everyone someone wants to um, to reach out and have a look yeah finally what's french touch for you
0: yeah it was uh, it was hard <laughs> to to define it yeah but i would say for me at least in in dance and how how i see it it's uh, i would say the audacity to to be who you are and do what you really want
3: nice.
0: uh, with respect and elegance i would say oh. it's not being just bold and do everything you want it's also respecting the the people the community the like the cultures and all of that but still strongly believing in or not but like doing what you really want you know i I, when i started to roll on the floor and it's it's what i really like to do but i had many people um, sending me like why are you doing this and it's nothing it's not dance and like it doesn't touch me because i'm happy doing that and I see it sometimes maybe in my colleagues or in the people I, I I meet, and the culture that are different. French people have have this, yeah, audacity to to keep doing that, to keep doing what they what they really like, nice. with respect,
3: with <laughs> and elegance.
0: Exactly, yeah. So yeah, I think that's it for
1: me. Merci, Mathilde. Tu restes avec nous.
0: Oui, oui, bien sûr.
1: Excellent. Evanna.
3: Hello again.
1: Hello again. <laughs> From the beautiful city of Tours.
3: Tours.
4: Yeah, actually, it's better. I was supposed to be in Paris, but to be home, it's good.
1: No, it's good. It's good in a, in an old um, grenier. Um, it's beautiful. Hey, it's we like haven't seen each other for a year, so tell us a bit about you know, the journey, because you were in Australia, you've been in Australia for a while and now you're back in France, so um, how has the journey been to go back to France? So it's been you know,
4: like a, quite a big uh, challenge for me to decide to leave, I had kind of no choice um, so yeah i've been living in australia for six years i'm a singer i had my band over there i was doing um i was doing that full time and then COVID started so it's been complicated and uh, i decided to stay during COVID, anyways so i did the two-year lockdown 2020 2021 and at the end of 2021 it started to be very very hard for me so um, If you know me, you know that I'm very social, I need to be outside all the time. So my home was always the place where I would come back just to... resource. I like to... like to be my... just chill, you know? And it started to be the the everyday thing, so I had to go back home and like be home all the time and for me it was just... and for everyone I guess.
3: Hmm. It
4: was very hard, so I decided to go back home. It was hard because uh you need an exemption and stuff but i did it uh i booked my flight i went back home and it took me a while to to decide what i wanted to do i wanted to keep doing the music but i had no more band i had all my project where you know all started over there in melbourne so i've decided to travel first so i've traveled a bit all around um, France and a bit of Europe to catch up with family, to cousins, uh, friends that I haven't seen for years and years because of COVID actually.
1: Because as a post Australia, you, you were able to travel.
4: <laughs> yeah, 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 during lockdown was just yeah. so frustrating. That's why it was frustrating because I was over there to travel and to do my music and I couldn't do any of those things yeah. so So that's why I went back home. It was good to be with my family. So for a month, I've been just like trying to feel better as well, because I got a a bit of I was very sad being in in Melbourne and not being able to do what I love and to also make that decision. It was just so hard. I couldn't say goodbye to everyone because I was in lockdown. So six years of my life of meeting people and not being able to say goodbye, was very hard. So I did that travel catch up with everyone. And then, um, when I felt better, so around, uh, February was probably like four months after I got back, uh, I decided to release my EP, which I did a crowdfunding. I did a crowdfunding to be able to do it and record everything. So um, I've been lucky to be able to record it even though I wasn't over there. So I finished all the projects, um, like in between france and australia but i released it so um, i took like two weeks where i wasn't my parents actually just here on the desk like working sending emails everywhere um to french radio stations tv um a bit everywhere just to be able to like newspapers to get as much um you know um advertising as i could even though it's you know i never done it in france because most of my network is in australia oh. but then yeah i released the ep in february and everyone everything you know went pretty good so i'm happy
1: so the the ep is for song and these um yeah. we've heard of you know time and these back as well do you, do you want to tell us a bit about the story behind behind time mm-hmm. and back
4: yeah so those four songs are basically the story of my um australian Australian life (laughs) my six years spent in australia it's just uh, a a real mix so i've started with june which is my first single but but that is part of the ep june is um is this is actually it sounds like a happy song but it's about my cousin that i lost when i was in australia so in 2019 it's a letter to her to say goodbye because i couldn't you know make it back home at this time to say goodbye so mm. that's how i felt like writing that's how i started writing songs actually so that that is june it's my only french song in the ep then um then i wrote which one was the second one uh mine mine was the second one
3: yeah.
4: which i did a music video clip yeah. which was good because it was, um, it was between two lockdowns. It was when we, we were able to go back to almost normal lifestyle. So I did that um, music video clip with a very good team of um, students, actually, that w- we got ev- everyone together. I contacted everyone on Instagram. So I had two, um, two people, Kian and Michael, that uh, are artistic directors that got the whole team together, which I was very lucky. Thanks to them, shout out to them. Nice. So I released the um, second uh, song with a music video and then I finished the two other songs um, back, which is the story of me. I wrote back actually in 2019 at the end, going into 2020 when I was losing my, um, my visa in Australia. So for yep. me it was just very hard because I had no more solutions i couldn't financially go back to study i had the only option to do the bachelor degree in music industry which i i've done two years of study before that cost me already a lot so so i was a bit worried about my situation i wanted to stay in australia but i, I didn't know how to do how to do it so i wrote back uh which is about um me uh being always like saying to Australia I'll be back you know so that's why the chorus I'll
3: be back
4: I'm saying to Australia I'll be always back in time uh I wrote it just before I left Australia actually so it wasn't supposed to be part of the EP and I wrote it when I was I was a bit sad I was home I was thinking how I'm gonna do like I can't I, I need to use that time when I'm home to finish my EP but you know during lockdown that was the problem always just being like, is um, I don't want to waste my time but I'm stuck at home so how do I do? so it's, it's that you know story of time uh, are we are running out of time because you know it's just being home, what do I do? <laughs> but yeah it's four songs that's why it's called Four it's my favorite number um in my family we are four brothers and sisters. It's four always been following me in my lucky lucky journey.
1: <laughs> nice. And mm. then then recently you featured in in um yeah in vagabond and we're gonna hear uh, a little bit uh craig when you're ready from john and brando and you can talk to us about that journey as well
3: all alone with the dark of the pain I'm thinking of driving away. Never had a doubt of driving strong. I'm thinking to escape on my own. sitting on alone in the dark of the pain I'm thinking of driving away. Never had a doubt of driving strong.
1: sitting on a uh? hey so tell us a jordan. bit about jordan and uh, how you guys met
4: so jordan is a um, dj from melbourne yeah. um, and i've met him thanks to his manager so i uh, i know his manager and his manager once told me listen i would love your voice we would love to get you on the track for jordan so I've met Jordan, We he actually first sent me a track that wasn't this one, which um, I remember going, it was in Easter 2021, I got to drive up to Sydney at this time with a van with some friends and we stayed in a house. I had the song in my head and I was like, okay, I need to write lyrics on it and it was just very inspiring because i was there first time i got out of melbourne after a year and a half i was like okay (laughs) this is very inspiring so i wrote the lyrics next to the ocean that's why i'm like sitting all along on the deck of the bay i'm thinking of driving away i never had a dad about being strong so all the lyrics um got to me really literally in 10 minutes it was written so we met each other then when i got back to melbourne before we went back into lockdown we recorded the track and then when he sent it to the label um the label said actually no they preferred to had they had a version where um australian girl was talking french words with the australian accent and they preferred it So I was a bit disappointed, I was like, oh no, I was so happy to do this song with him and I kind of gave up on this song. I was like, okay, let's just, you know, give up. And then he sent me a text. He's like, Ev, listen to that. And he actually wrote a full new track on top of my lyrics so he kept all the lyrics we recorded and he wrote a full new track which is the one that we released because he really liked the voice and what we wrote together so he's like I need to do something about it and um, so he kept it he actually called the song exactly the name I wanted I wanted to put Vagabond because this is the story of my life, I, I don't feel like I really belong anywhere. I'm still a bit lost about it. Um, so this is yeah the title Vagabond. You put the title of the EP as well. It's called Vagabond EP. So so yeah, I'm happy. It's a new track. It's a new collaboration. Nice. and it kind of put me out of my comfort zone because it's not what I do usually. I, I do R and B and soul, and it's more kind of house techno. Yeah,
1: it's nice. and I invite everyone to um, to listen to his music uh, if you like. Uh, house music is um, his tunes are, are really, really, really good. Yeah. Hey, um, what's next? What's next? What's so next?
4: Um, I'm working on like two new songs for now.
3: Um,
4: my own songs, but I'm also working on a collaboration with a French DJ. Uh, his name is Oscar. Is uh, actually my best friend from uh, college, so we always been very close, but never worked on something together. Like he used to be on uh, um, dubstep's side, so for yeah. me, dubstep, I could never put my voice on it. But now he's been changing to something a bit more uh, lof- lo-fi. Lo-fi. I don't know how you say in English. Um, so it's very nice. We've been working on something. Uh, track called down um which i love and i can't wait it's kind of um lofi but reggaeton it's got some reggae on on it and i love it so hopefully in one one or two months and he's moving to paris with me so so we're going to be able to to work um, even more on many tracks together nice
1: we're looking forward to to the release and to listening to that hey um French touch.
4: French touch, well it's funny because yeah you it's it's a very hard question as Benoit said it's it's hard to answer because we even if it's Mathilde or Benoit or me or you uh, Olivier we've got we all kind of internationals we we are French a little bit but we kind of traveling a lot so for me French touch it's probably being yeah straightforward being ourselves natural natural really right. but um with elegance and with music probably it's like just edith piaf charles Aznavour you know it's really we've got a really good culture we've got architecture we've got huge history and the more you come back from traveling to france you realize how much French and being French is something you know, it's you don't really realize it until you leave the country and come back, and you just yeah, we've got a history, we love our country, it's nice, it's part of us. Mm.
1: Nice, thank you so much, you three. Mm. Um, we're coming to the end. Um, merci, mes amis, c'était bien, c'était très bien. Je ne sais pas vous, mais moi je me sens en paix, léger, flottant, I feel at peace, mm. light and floating, entre ciel et terre, between sky and earth. Thank you to you, my guests, adorés. Donc merci pour ce moment éphémère, for this ephemeral moment. To everyone, um, never forget to be a little bit Frenchy, to remain punk at heart. Thank merci à vous Mathilde, Benoît, Evana, à mon équipe, Karen, Joe and Craig. Je vous aime. Our uh, followers and listeners keep following, keep supporting us. It's important. Ubuntu and à toi Ivana. Take it away.
3: <laughs> oh my God, let's go. Okay.
4: <laughs> back. One of the songs of the EP. is called Back. Can you hear it? I wish I had my band behind so I
3: could. Have. I've always tried to give you space. I've always tried to have some faith. Did your mama know you with the necklace? What do we need?
4: venu c'était trop bien. thank you for
0: listening to talent punk keep tuning into our shows and don't forget to subscribe you can find us at talent underscore punk on insta
3: and facebook umbuntu we are thanks to you